Press record, press, Lisa. Press record, Claire. Are we recording? We're recording. All right. Hello, Claire Isaac. Hello, Lisa. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, What's my, what's, Lisa who? Lisa, Lisa Sinclair. Lisa Sinclair. Sorry, I just was yes. being more chatty than normal. Hmm, a bit less formal. Yeah. I am Lisa Sinclair. Hello, Claire Isaac. Thank you very much. Welcome to <laughs> Playing Devil's Avocado, the podcast. Indeed. Indeed. Um, we've just come out of Easter. Did you have yeah. a lot of chocolate? Did uh, you eat lots of chocolate? Yeah, I did eat a lot of chocolate. I ate a lot of hot cross buns. Oh. Mm, a partial to a hot cross bun, me. Oh, okay. Mm. I um, didn't eat any, I don't think. Mm. I don't really like them. Oh, well, there you go. Makes sense then, doesn't it? I haven't eaten my Easter bilby or my Easter bunny yet, my lint mm. bunny yet. Mm. Oh, I don't like lint chocolate. There's something for the um, press to get a hold of. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I never have, never do. I think it smell, makes me feel sick when I smell it. Random. Mm. Unusual. Mm, Quite shocked by that revelation. Yeah, yeah, you don't like lint chocolate. No, I don't mind lint dark chocolate, but like milk chocolate, lint like the bunnies and stuff, and that can't be doing with it. What about balls? Same to you. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm not a massive fan of the balls, no. I don't like the consistency of lint chocolate. It's too fine. It's very smooth. Yeah. It's very smooth. Yeah. What about um, lint Chocolate with sea salt, dark chocolate with sea mm, salt. I don't mind the dark chocolate as much as the milk, so I probably would, if you gave yeah. that to me, I would probably eat it. Yeah. What about the dark chocolate with the frozen raspberry bits in it? Yeah, I'd probably eat that too. Eat that, all right. Okay. <laughs> Normal services resumed. Um, anyway, that was a detour. What we have got on the menu for this episode, Claire. Yes. We're going to talk about... Marvellous Harry. We're wild about Harry. Yep. Um, Styles, not prints. Yes. Mm. We've got some household hints. House, I don't think yeah. we've got a thing for that. No. Um, we're going to talk about why the 90s are back mm-hmm. in in abundance and also some culture club. Culture and then, club. And then a big question. A big question. So, shall we begin? Let's. Do it. Let's do it. So I woke up on, must have been Good Friday or something, and I saw the most marvellous, marvellous thing I've ever seen. It was Harry Styles in a sequin jumpsuit. Gucci. It was Gucci, and he had sort of like bulging muscles. Mm. So he was like sex on a stick, but in a sequin jumpsuit, and I just thought the world has just completely changed. (laughs) And then, even better than that, he was performing with Shania Twain. Oh, I, know. I mean, it's a match made in heaven, isn't it? It was a match made in heaven, but it was also I just loved that the hottest pop star in the world is wearing a sequin jumpsuit. Yeah, like I love that everything has shifted so much. Yes, he is absolutely dreamy and gender fluidy and yes. ben- bending gender expectations and all that sort of stuff but by also but also managing to be the hottest hetero man on the planet and yes. you know just being sex on a stick isn't he really and yeah. um, oh sorry i just banged the microphone and shania of course old school old just as our age middle-aged lady you know hugely successful music star he said yeah. that he, he learned to sing along to her songs in the back of the car when he was a kid. Yes, how fabulous. And I he, can, I've can. i got one of her albums. I can do the whole album because wow. 
me and my um my niece um used to have it on we used to sing along to it the whole wow. time and we would do the whole thing wow i've never yeah. been a fan but i do like man i feel like a woman yeah. and as soon as now, i hear as soon as i hear dun, 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 i'm like oh you're off like a yeah. rocket yeah, yeah. It was i was just so excited lovely. in the um hall of fame in nashville to see quite a lot of her outfits right yeah well, she's yeah. you know Fair play to her. Good, good honour, I say. Good and on I also her. really love the fact that Harry Styles is not afraid to work with older people, you know, older people who he admires. And, you know, he's like, he's really close to Stevie Nicks. He's really close to Mick Fleetwood. Now he's close yeah. to Shania. He's, you know, he's obviously a very talented young man. He's just everything, isn't he? He's he everything. Is. I said to it, my husband, I love Harry yes. Styles. And he said, oh, I'm just so over him. He said, right. so over him. Why? Why is he? You know, because you know, we don't need to know everything everywhere. About, yeah, we don't need to know everything about him. And I said, well, you don't actually know everything about him at all. Everyone puts themselves on him, like everyone talks about him, but no one actually knows that much about his life. Anyway, Liz, like, no, 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 me. But like, you seem to know. Curse. You seem to know an awful lot about not knowing much about his life. Me. You seem to know, yes, you <laughs> seem to know that nobody knows anything about his I life. I don't know what you're talking about. You know a lot about that. I do. Anyway, let's move on from Claire and her Harry Styles obsession. I, I am actually obsessed. Yeah. Um, he was at Coachella, obviously, which yeah. is the festival outside of, is it Palm Springs yeah, or somewhere? Yeah, it's in Palm Springs. Yes, and it's been going for years, hasn't it? And it's sort of like all the celebs go there. And, um, it's very Paris Hilton, it, isn't it? It's very Paris Hilton. And you said to me, would you go? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've missed that boat. I think we've missed it by about 20 years. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be, because yeah, I saw that some of the Real Housewives went and, you know, they're wearing their cowboy boots mm-hmm. and they're wearing their cut-off jeans mm-hmm. and I don't know if I want to be that person. <laughs> I don't know that I want you to be that person. Yeah. I agree. I feel like it's... A bit, it's a young person's mm, game. It's a young person's game. I think I'd, if I had to choose between going to Coachella or Burning Man, I'd go to Coachella because mm. the music mm. acts are amazing. You know, like yeah. Harry Styles and there's always, some, you know, amazing people performing. Damon Albarn performed with yeah. um, Billie Eilish and stuff. Like, you know, really, really important musical Good people line up. there. But, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I don't think that Californian music festivals are my are my thing. They're not your jam. Not I went jam. to Glastonbury quite a bit, quite yeah, often, but you quite were, a few times. You were younger then. I was younger then, Claire. And, and also, could you cope. could go, you could go as a media person and, and have a nice time. Glastonbury's a bit more. You can be any age, really, can't you? you can... I think it's probably a bit less um, sceny, and mm. well, you, it was in my day. Probably is very sceny now, and everyone's Instagramming. Um, what about the toilet situation though at Coachella? That's what mm. would worry me. Portaloos, I saw on a video. Oh. Not my favourite place to be. No. I'm no. sure if you're in the if you're Paris Hilton, you're not going in the Portaloos, let's face it. There'd be all sorts of VIP places all over the shop. Yes. But then that starts to sort of take away from the whole point, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're VVIP, etc. Yeah. Although it'd be something Obviously quite nice I'll, about yeah. heli- helicoptering in to, yes. to see I need to be Harry and then in. helicoptering back out. Yeah, I need to be chopped in. I need to have my own separate toilet um, and, <laughs> and bath. somewhere to sit down. Somewhere to sit down. <laughs> somewhere to take and a load I'm... off. Okay, we're talking about toilets and port Claire. Yes. 
um, here's a new section for you that I'm calling Household Hints. Household Hints. Household Hints, Claire. That's <laughs> very catchy. Now, me and you almost just came to blows, didn't we? we did. <laughs> but you know what? I think it would be very funny if we ended our friendship over this. Yes. Argument. So I went to Audi. Mm, not an ad. Not an ad. And I found something very exciting and I sent, I bought it, sent pictures to my sister-in-law, let's call her Paula, and my friend, let's call her Louise, and we're all sort of quite keen on cleaning products. And what I found Sad at Audi... Sad losers, I call Yes, it. yes. <laughs> Sorry, Paula. What I Louis. found at Audi was gumption, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, gumption's been around forever. It's a big tub of sort of paste that you use to clean things with. This gumption was eucalyptus, and I've never seen anything like it. So excited, as were my cleaning cohorts. Um, and I put it on the list, and you just said, I've used it for years. Yeah, I have. And I said, no, you haven't. And you said, <laughs> you said, yes, I have. And I said, no, that would just be ordinary gumption. And then I said, prove it. And then you went off, got your gumption, brought it back, waved it in front of the screen. Yes. And what and was it? And indeed, it was eucalyptus gumption. Yeah. Now, I believe I've been using this for many years. Many years. And so maybe early doctor. I was, a, yeah. My mum was a was a big fan of it too. So yeah. I don't. I mean, I think we've all been using gumption. It's the kind of thing that you bought. It's like you know, yeah. a whole bunch. It's like Jif and stuff like that. You probably yeah. use that your mum used that you know Omo is, or whatever. But this it's the is smell. Eucalyptus. Yes. No. But what gumption. I'm saying is, so I don't mm. know when it changed over to be eucalyptus. If in oh, my no, world, it, like I don't in know, your world. Yeah, I don't. Because you can still get the old gumption. Right. In well, I don't. Cold. Well, I've never seen that because I've only ever bought it in Aldi, not an ad. There you go. Right. But um, right. but having anyway, said that, it's very it smells good. really good. <laughs> Makes yeah. your bath smell delightful. It does. It's very, very clean, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and it's, it's antibacterial. Yeah. And it smells like yeah. eucalyptus. Yeah. Now yeah. we can say we don't tackle the, um, the important topics here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Not, there's another one um, we we'll talk about, isn't there? Another important life issue, household hint. Yeah, You talk about this one because you found it. Well, just I'm obsessed with reading things on the Daily Mail about home hacks and also yes. about American tourists not being able to understand yes. why we're like prawns, whatever. Yeah. But this one did actually interest me because some um, organisation queen, her name is Carolina McCauley, swears by one easy trick to help her create a smooth mm. bed. And that is about putting on a fitted sheet properly. She says the bed sheet tag goes inside on the bottom right corner of the bed. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that. Yes. And I, I did know that. But I don't really understand why it makes it better. Can you explain? No, I mean, I've always done that just because, to me, it makes sense because you don't want the tag up near the top of your head or something. No, um, that's true. It's always made sense to me. Um, is it because you'd put, if maybe you put that corner on last and so you give it a good tug? Maybe. And maybe it pulls and you pull it, it all tight or something. And, so, and then you can yeah. see which one it's do, you're doing because you're doing the same one every time. I don't know. I don't know, no. but I'm I tr I did change my bed clothes last night, and I did put mm. the sheet on in her manner, yeah, and it did seem to be and it didn't really seem to be any different to normal. But then I think, oh well, you know, I'm going to do it now just because it's a hack, and it's like someone's told mm. me that's the best way, so it must be. <laughs> but then they also had yes. this amazing gadget that they were talking about called a Made Easy EZ 
bed maker, which is something you use to pro- <laughs> you stick. It's like a giant door, like a wedge, wedge that you put yeah. under the mattress, and it holds mm. the mattress up while you put your fitted sheets underneath it. Which no, seems, I'm not going to buy one. No, sixty dollars. I yeah, I'm not. I think yeah. if someone gave me one, I'd be delighted. Oh, we know to get you for your birthday then. <laughs> it's coming up in June. Um, um, I can see the advantage of it, especially if you live alone. Yeah, so basically you sort of slide it in like you're digging up with a trowel. Yeah. And it lifts up, and so it rests on the edge of the bed, lifts up the mattress enough that you can then put the sheets under, which is a pain in the ass if you can't lift your mattress up. It it, is. Understandable. Because mattresses have got so much heavier, haven't they? They Because they're so much deeper. Yeah, they are really heavy. Um, And I think that's why also... Obviously, this is such a fascinating conversation. I think that's why your sheets ping off as well because they your sheets yeah, get have to be deeper. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Have to be so much deeper. Yeah. Mm. Look, and did you know you... what? Everyone has already mm. like stopped listening. Turned off. Yeah. <laughs> but also, did you understand my point about flaps out? No, I didn't. But I just love the the term flaps out. So I was happy for you to say it. So say it away. So when you're making a bed and you're doing the pillows mm. and the pillowcases. Oh. Flaps need to be out. I don't know. I still don't really know what that means. And well, this you, is something that my opening... husband and I had a, had a fight about once, and I still, to this day, I have no idea if I'm doing it right every single time. Well, the opening of the pillows, yeah. pillowcases, has to be facing out of the bed. Oh, flaps out. Yes, yes, I yeah. do that. I do flaps out then. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone, I do flaps out in bed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, Talking about the Daily Mail, Claire, as we like to. Yeah. How did you feel about this story that they ran this week? I asked you how you felt about this story, and the headline is, Famous Aussie is trying to bury story they had gastric band surgery, in quotes, after insiders said it was impossible, in quotes, they lost so much weight through diet and exercise alone. Now, obviously we're not going to name this person or out them, although we have our suspicions who it is. Yes, Um, And I am just, I don't know how I feel about it. How do you feel? I mean, I don't think people should be outing people having gastric bands. It's their own business, isn't it? And also it's sort of that you're really going into body shaming territory, aren't you? You are. um, And it's just a bit gross. It's a bit icky, isn't it? Like this focus on women and their bodies all the it's time just all the time and that and it's just a bit like yeah. I feel like you can't have it both ways and I think you have a responsibility if you're in the public eye not to not to lie about your weight loss if you have fans and followers who want to emulate your success in that arena if you're a famous person and you've lost a lot of weight and you're telling your followers it's just from, you know, not eating as much and going for walks and going to the gym or whatever, and then it's not from that, then I think that's misleading and I think it's really mean. So I think you need to take responsibility as a famous Aussie <laughs> yeah, to kind of be either say, um, yes, I had some health issues. You know, like just anything that doesn't say it's easy to do with just simple yeah. diet and exercise because I don't think that's very fair. Because yeah. I think you said, Lisa, to me earlier that you kind mm. of it's kind of then makes people feel like failures when they can't lose as much weight as you have through the yes. ways that you say you've lost it. I think that's really unfair. Like people are always looking. Since time began, we've been looking mm. for ways to lose weight. 
And if I thought it was as easy as walking around the block and eating and eating a parsnip every day or whatever, I'd do it, you know, but it's mm. not. It's well, not. I love parsnips. So, <laughs> yeah. I. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> That's what we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I feel like, you know. Yeah. I suppose, I suppose that ideally the famous person in the first place wouldn't be wouldn't be asked all the time about how she's lost the weight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She could just lose the weight and then not have everyone focused and fixated That's on very true. That's the weight loss. True. And if we start off there, then we won't end up possibly where we are with all this sort of hoo-ha. It's true. But then I also feel like there's, a, as I say, there's this innate thing where women especially want to lose weight all the time and we've been conditioned to yeah feel like we're overweight you know and and help i mean health reasons are one thing but actually just because you want to be a size 10 is a different thing altogether and silly you know like if your body shape isn't naturally yeah. that you should embrace your body shape but i do feel basically that you shouldn't pretend that you haven't had mm. surgery if you have because i also think that just sends a very it also sends a shame message about surgery and often it's not a shameful thing at all it's actually yeah. very sensible it's re- yeah. recommended by doctors you know there's a lot yeah. there's so much attached to bodies aren't there it's awful there is so do you think we should do snack attack then? Yeah, let's do some snack attack. <laughs> snack attack, snack attack, snack attack. Snack attack, snack attack. <laughs> um, we went for a seafood buffet. We did. Now, of course, avid listeners will know that we've been excited about this for weeks. <laughs> and when I say avid listeners, I mean my mum probably, Helen Marion. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went to a seafood buffet and it was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. Everyone was, I know was quite excited for us. I did tell you about, <laughs> so my sister, um, not the one in London, well, actually both my sisters had COVID and were in isolation on opposite sides of the world, which mm, is weird. Mm. And both of them were in isolation for Easter. And I said to the one in, I was talking to the one in Australia and she, on Good Friday and she said, oh, what are you doing? And I said, well, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to upset you. <laughs> and she said, And she said, no, it won't upset me. Just tell me what you're doing. So I said, oh, I'm going for a seafood buffet. And there was this silence. Aww. And then she said, you've really upset me now. <laughs> so then yeah. I had to take photos, didn't I, and keep sending yeah. them to her. Poor yeah. Lady. Um, Poor lady. You know, it was good. I think um, it was good to, like, it was funny when we got there and we sat down and we saw this man just loading his plate up with crab legs. <laughs> It was like I thought he worked there and he was replenishing yeah. the crab legs, but no, he was actually taking them away. And, and I then thought, we could do the whole "Have you got crabs?" <laughs> joke, which was fantastic. But like, I feel like you've really got to go in there with a real gluttonous attitude and just get yeah. the most out of it. And it, it, there is something distasteful about it, but it was it was also really yeah. quite enjoyable to just go. Yes. And you um, were sending me tips beforehand about how to prepare for a, for a yes, buffet, which you was very eat, helpful. Eat something small beforehand because then your stomach yeah, is for prepared for, for a lot of yeah. food. For incoming. And you can actually drop the kids off at the pool, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> beforehand to make room. We did. <laughs> do that though I don't think yeah. maybe we did um but anyway yes. it was quite fun and then you've eaten something else that you thought was quite delish I did I found these in Audi not an ad they <laughs> are price, isn't it yeah they are Alan's bites yes they are raspberry flavored they're mini ice creams right and they look a little bit like magnums and they got chocolate. jelly in them no it's raspberry ice but it's ice cream right yeah. but it's you know those Alan's raspberry I would call them sweets, you'd call them lollies. Yes. 
chewy sweets. Yeah. So then, but in ice cream form. So it doesn't taste of raspberry ice cream. It tastes exactly like those sweeties. Ooh. Well, as you know, I'm not really a fan of ice cream, but I would probably like those. They are really good and they're the perfect little after dinner snack. (laughs) I like the way you always say that about things. Perfect. Perfect. So, um, big, highly recommend. Good. Okay. Well, certain Australian celebrities won't be eating those. (laughs) No, probably not. Or they might do, though, because they're only little, so Mm. you might be able to have one of those. Regardless of whether you have a gastric band or not. Now, I said to you, I'm just moving on now, haven't got a segue, sorry. (laughs) Um, I said to you that I feel like I'm in a 90s time warp. Yes. And you agreed with me, Claire. Yes, because I think it's actually a thing. Because I think sometimes you're not. Is it a only... fashion thing? No, it's a um, it's a zeitgeisty thing. A zeitgeisty thing. Because you've got Ben and Jen got engaged. Yeah. Britney's pregnant. Yeah. Um, and according to my sources, raves are back. So hands in the air, get them there. <laughs> Big fish, little fish, can't fall the box. <laughs> so my friend was telling me, I saw him yesterday, and he is 51. Yep. And on he's on Saturday, he is going to the Greenwood in Sydney, which used to be sort of a bit of a hot spot back in the day. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the 50 best um, house tunes of all time. So he's going to that. Yeah, but guess what alone. time they, they start? It, they do it from 2 p.m. till 10 p.m. So that Nana's can go home and have. And a nap. I said, "Oh my God, that is completely aimed at the over fifties oh, market, it isn't it?" Absolutely. Yeah. Well, over forties probably, because there'd be a whole bunch of younger people who would have over forties. Um, it's definitely aimed at people who would rather go raving from two p.m. to ten p.m. than from ten p.m. to two a.m., yes. which is what you did back in the day. Yes, for sure. And you can get yeah. up for work the next day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so he's doing that, and then you know that hot dub. Yeah, popped up time machine that everyone did in lockdown, where he he does a song from each year from like nineteen sixty to now. Yeah, he's now got a rave version of that that Perfect. goes from the nineties to now, Perfect. and he's performing that live in Look, Sydney. It's amazing. That would be amazing. So everyone is, you know, nineties crazy. Time warpy. I mean, you know, there's all that sort of the low rider jean fashion. Yes. And the, you know, little top, the little top and the belly chains. Well, they're not they? Yeah, no, but some of that was the 90s. And then also the rave stuff, like your big brown pants. Lipstick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Poppy lipstick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you um, enjoy the 90s? Um, I did. I wasn't really a raver. I was really into hip hop in the 90s. So I used to go to a lot of hip hop things. Why are you thinking that's funny? <laughs> because now I've got visions of you doing the running man. I can do the running man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I be careful I don't wee myself when I do it these days. <laughs> it's a really hard one for your pelvic floor to cope with. <laughs> oh. I very much enjoyed the 90s. I can't remember the 90s, quite frankly. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was a fun time to be a young person. Yes. Look, you know, I look back at photos of myself then and I go, God, I was skinny. And um, I had my natural hair, curly hair and very big eyebrows um, and lots of baggy pants and stuff, which I don't wear anymore. You know, lots of trainers. There was definitely I still a wear. sense of freedom, wasn't there? Yeah. There was a sense of freedom and, and yeah. 
I think. It was a good old time. We now. weren't at war. We didn't have COVID. There was all sorts of nice, yeah. nice things going on. Tony Blair came into power. There was all that stuff going on in the UK. Yeah. Felt quite sort of freeing. Old Hawk yeah. was still alive. There was all sorts of fun things going on. But yeah. Yeah. Never well, mind. if you want to come raving, let me yeah. know. I'll, I'll bring my glow sticks <laughs> and my chapper chaps. <laughs> and your whistles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Claire. Let's do some culture club. Culture club. Culture club. You've been watching a very cheerful, uh, lovely I've documentary. Been, I've really been just letting my hair down and enjoying myself thoroughly. I yeah. watched the Jimmy Savile documentary. Now it's called A British Horror Story. And I presume that most people might know who he was. So he was an English TV host for many years and radio DJ. And he used to have a show called Jim Will Fix It where kids would write in and ask him to like wish grant their wishes and he would grant them for him. Um, and he was very, very famous, very, very well loved in the UK and very, um, like he was friends with the royals. He was friends with Princess Diana and Prince Charles and he was you know, fated and all sorts of people thought it was amazing. And he did all this, like, charity stuff for lots of hospitals in the UK. And so everyone loved him. And then he died. And then it came out after he died that basically he was a pedophile and molested a whole bunch of people. It's like 400 people came out with six, six crime mm. things, allegations against him. And this documentary kind of talks about how that all happened and I don't know if you remember Louis Theroux did a documentary mm-hmm. about him before he died and then felt terrible because after he died, all this stuff came out. And so he had to sort of redo his documentary and do a little sort of postscript to it because he didn't, no one knew. And he managed to hide it from everybody pretty much. And there was a couple of times during the 90s or and the 80s, I think, where people made complaints about him, but the, the BBC could never get up any kind of case against him and it just never happened. So but everybody of, did know, didn't they? Well, they people, I think, know. I think, like... With hindsight, maybe. Yeah, A, with hindsight, and B, like, just, you'd kind of, you'd maybe make snide jokes about it and stuff, because he couldn't be, you know, he'd make all these jokes mm. himself, like, my case comes up on Thursday, you know, like, he just, and, you know, and in retrospect, mm. you go, that is so icky and revolting. Anyway, it's... But the hospital that, he raised money for, it was widely known, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, but also yeah. I feel like he, you know, it's, it's like that real story of um, it, he was Catholic and he um, nothing against the Catholic Church, but all the idea that um, if you if you um, do good deeds, then your sins get washed away, mm. kind of thing. So you know, it's this this awful idea of him trying to kind of wash away his sins by being you know a good person on the outside it's just horrible it's a really horrible documentary but it's amazing to watch it just amazing to watch how someone can get away with something like that for such a long time Um, and then I've watched some other shows which are also really good and they're all English aren't Um, they look all British nothing nothing watching British yeah lots of good stuff on at the moment the responder which is Martin Freeman have you watched it yes it's good, isn't it? No, not yet. Oh. I haven't watched it yet. Oh. I love Martin Freeman. He's really good in it. He he's yeah. really, really good in it. And it's a, it's a five part BBC One series and he plays a police officer who gets into sort of some murky territory. And as you as it goes on you kind of realise what's been going on and his his family are falling apart and it's the What's drugs. it on? It, uh, uh, SBS. I think it's 
SBS, that's yes. good. We can all watch it. It's very bleak, very bleak, but very good. And it's very much like sort of reflects what England's like at the moment. You know, it's not it's not sort of a happy-go-lucky show by any means. And then Slow Horses, which is the Gary Oldman mm-hmm. one. It's got Christian Scott Thomas, who we love. Apple TV. Yes. And um, this is about a team of... I've watched the trailer. Of, yeah, it's so good, honestly. <laughs> Gary Oldman's amazing. Yeah. So it's love like this Gary team Oldman. of MI5... Um, agents who have all done something that's like ended their career kind of thing and they all get sent to this place to be a team and so they're all misfits and stuff and yeah Gary Oldman's the boss and it's he's just so great he's honestly so great and Kristen Scott Thomas is the big boss of MI5 and she's just perfect and as sort of you know brittle and as um, horrible as you want her to be she's just fab that's really good and then because I'd watched all that stuff and I was ready to cry in a heap i watched free guy which is the ryan reynolds movie is that on apple tv as well uh yes maybe it is or no yes. but yes any good um i loved it but i love ryan reynolds movies for some reason i just like they're so mm, self-aware you do. i don't know mm. um but i thought it was really fun um just as a show it's a film about a guy who's who finds out who becomes kind of aware of his surroundings and sort of tries to change the world and then it turns out that he's actually in a computer game and he's just a character in the game and he shouldn't have that much awareness. And um, Taika Waititi plays the bad guy who tries to sort of exterminate him in the game and it's it's just a really clever sounds a little bit like the Truman Show it's a bit Truman Show-y yes I liked it and then we also watched Death on the Nile which is really fun as well if you love a bit of Agatha Christie Kenneth Branagh plays Poirot yes everyone in the world everyone's in it aren't they French and Saunders in it French and Saunders are in it yeah. Um, everyone in their dog, literally everyone in their dog is in it. It's just, it's got, oh, you know who it's got in it? Um, mm. uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Give me, give me a hint. The one that's, the, the one that's the sex offender one. The, oh, could be could be anyone. Let's <laughs> not talk about him. I can't remember his name. Okay. Anyway, it's just really. I I was like, oh no, I don't want to watch that. Oh no, blah, who done it? But then I got right. It's got Gal Gadot, who's just beautiful. Um, yeah, it's really good. Highly recommend oh. for a bit of light entertainment, especially if you're like me and have watched every single crime show and documentary about child molesters. Oh, okay. Well, watched? I've been watching. An, I watched. I'm watching Anatomy of a Scandal oh, on yeah. Netflix, yeah. Um, which I think you started watching, but then your hubby didn't like it. Yes, although he does love Sienna Miller, so he probably should keep watching it. Really. Yes, so it stars Sienna Miller um, and Rupert Friend, and yeah. Rupert Friend plays um, a conservative. Um, minister in the UK and she's his very beautiful wife and they live in this very fabulous house in Mayfair and have this fabulous life with the children etc and then he gets caught having an affair and a lot of the affair takes place in the House of Commons anyway it ends up in court right and because I don't think it matters if I say this I don't think it's too much of a spoiler um the the lady he was having the affair with accuses him of rape right and then um, it's quite twisty turny, lots of twisty turnies. And him and the prime minister are very good friends because they went to Oxford or came to Oxford together. And it's about how they were part of this society in Oxford that's based on a real society in Oxford that all the toffs go to. And then they all become MPs and, you know, they all become the rulers of the country. Mm. And it's all quite incestuous and appalling. Um, and it's about entitlement, basically, and about class in the UK. Um, 
and it's really good. I'm really, really enjoying it. Sienna Miller's fantastic. Um, the clothes are amazing. All the posh houses are wonderful. Um, <laughs> it's like porn. It's like house porn. Yes, house porn. And um, the subject matter is really good. Oh, and the, the QC is played by um, Michelle Dockery, who's Lady oh, Mary yes. from Downton. Yes, that's right. And she's amazing. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm highly recommending that. Mm. It's quite soapy. Quite soapy, but it's a little bit thought-provoking. Well, I really wanted to watch it. We started to watch it. He wasn't interested, but, you know, he's not around all Watch it without him. Yeah, watch it without him. Yeah, watch it without him. I will. All right. I will. And finally, Claire. Yes. We've got a big question. Big question. This was a list in the Telegraph by Shane Watson... Nine words we all, you sent it to me, nine words we all need to stop using. Yes. And you said, do you agree? Yes, this is your big question. Do you agree we should stop using these words? Yes. Here they are. For me, as in, hold the line for me. Why for me? Why so personal? Annoying, she says, which is true. Hold the line for me. Just hold the line for me. No, I don't. I'll hold the line, but not for you. I agree. Yes. Yes. Reach yes. out. We were all yes. reaching out perfectly happily before we had to reach out, before we couldn't just say, I'll get back to you, whatever. Reach out. Yeah, reach out. It. Midlife. Now, she, I says, don't mind midlife. she says we're middle-aged. We should just do away with midlife and just talk about being middle-aged. Mm, not so sure I care. Oh, I don't want to. No. I don't care one way or the other. Fit, no. as in good-looking. It's a bit old school, isn't it? I don't know. She's yeah. fit. A fit. Oh, she's well fit. Yeah, maybe. Let's get rid of it. Yep. Yep, gone. All right. Skill yeah. set. Yes. Gone? Gone. Gone. Skill set. Vagina. Yeah. Vagina. Yeah. I don't know why we can't say vagina. Oh, is it because we fine. because we're trying to be so clever that we can say it without, you know, sniggering or something? Is that is that why? I don't know, but also, but the thing that annoys me is when people use it incorrectly. If they're talking about oh, their actual vulva, vagina, that's fine. Oh, vagina, that yeah. yeah, yeah. No one knows what a vagina is, do they? No. Um, no, and... no idea, Claire. <laughs> it's down your downstairs lady parts, um, <laughs> <laughs> or as someone I went to school with would call it, a fairy pocket. Oh. <laughs> um, annual leave. She says, just call it holiday. And I agree. Annual leave. I'm just taking some annual leave. I'm on annual leave this week. I would never put I'm on holiday this week in my in my sign-off. Would I you would not? always say I'm on annual leave. Why is that? I just think it sounds more businessy. Mm. I think I sound like more of a business lady. You're very business-like. <laughs> PDA, she says. Now, of course, PDA. we have a we have a group on Facebook called the PDAs, and we'd all disagree with that. But yeah. I guess what they're saying is they don't like it's all this like because we're set, we're using it to describe things that are really quite gross, like public heavy petting or kissing with tongues, or whatever. So you know, yeah. we should it doesn't actually yeah. describe this what we're no. using it for any more than a cocktail party describes the dentist chair which i thought was quite funny and made me want to go to the dentist and have some gas and oh, then woke nice. she says yes don't like woke don't care about woke a bit of it. it's, it's all got a bit sort of um wallpapery hasn't it the word woke i know and i also feel like now we kind of we we're almost like making it a negative thing it's an insult yeah yeah so it's like oh so woke yeah. yeah, and it's like it's actually not a bad thing, is it? No, it's good to be woke. 
Yeah. Um, and, and everyone probably needs to be a bit more woke, if anything. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Okay, see you later. Come to the PDAs. Oh, yes, our group our on Facebook. Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there won't be any public displays of that in there, don't worry. Okay. So, All right. No. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, bye. Bye.